Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. John, this is episode number 112. There we go. We nice. are a dozen above uh, 100. A dirty dozen. A, a dirty dozen above 100. Yep. Speaking of numbers, I, uh, I'm i excited about the Hateful Eight coming out this uh, December. Yeah, and uh, they're supposed to have some like awesome panel at Comic-Con. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, uh, I also heard rumors that there might be like a comic book adaption or, or tie in or something like that. That would be really cool. Um, I remember whenever all that business went down with the script leaking and yeah, you know, yeah. we've talked about that before. Um, he thought about making it into a graphic right. novel. That's he, what it was. He thought about making it into a, into a book and into, into a graphic novel. And he was just like, yeah, you know, so, I mean, maybe they finally will. Like, I feel like it could work, That'd you be know, cool. That'd be like cool. do an adaptation and launch it at the same time as the movie. Yeah. Could be fun. Um, so this week we are talking about, um, we were reviewing Terminator Genesis. That's true, Chris. We just, we, saw, it. We just saw Terminator Genesis and we have lots of thoughts. Yes. So we're just going to hold that till later. We'll have a spoiler-free section yep. and a spoiler section. As always. Um, but, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, okay, so this week I downloaded, or I actually, it was a while back, so Nintendo, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, Nintendo had this thing back in, you know, last year or whatever and for a few years that was a rewards program for their customers. So basically yeah. you'd buy a game, you'd get a little card inside and you would go to uh, club Nintendo, enter in this thing and fill out a survey that was lots of weird information that like didn't, I don't know, that, that to varying degrees of worth to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are in your house? Who is this for? What's mm-hmm. your age? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you fill out this stuff and you get points, right? Mm-hmm. And they closed down that whole rewards program this year because, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't, I don't see what benefit the, uh, like this, the surveys were time consuming, but they also didn't really give you much information. Yeah. Um, so the worth probably wasn't there. So they're going to revamp it for something else. But at the last the last thing that they did was they gave out free games and free rewards. So mm-hmm. I got a digital game on my DS uh, of Link's Awakening. Nice. Um, and it was, which is originally a Game Boy Advance game. It's a, and so it's a Link's Awakening, Zelda Link's Awakening DX. And I've been playing through this game, and I realized very quickly that old games do not hold your hand. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, most old games that I've been playing, like, uh, in the past year or so have been games that I've beat before. So like, I don't yeah. need a guide and, but it's like, I just, I've been playing through it and it's like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> like I'll come up against a boss and I'll just be like, I, uh, do I hit it with my sword? And if I don't hit it with my sword, what else, you know, so you have to come up with these other weird ways or yeah. you hit it with your sword. So it goes back in a bottle and you pick up the bottle with the power glove or whatever it is and throw it against a wall. And then, you know, you, it allows <laughs> you to hurt him somehow. Anyway. So like there's these big sequences and, it's really, really hard. That's hilarious. Old games are very, very difficult. Yes. I mean, uh, you, I mean, I can remember spending hours, you know, like just trying to get past a certain part and then you die. Well, I'm going <laughs> to get back there again. Yeah. I mean, it's just you start from like way, in, way back before. Like you, had, you have to work your way back up to that point. Yeah. Um, it's like everything was a roguelike, you know, it's like yeah. that's just nuts, dude. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that was that. I've, I actually looked up a guide. Like there are times in that game where there's like a puzzle and I'm like, I know that it's in this room mm. and I, I just cannot figure out how to do it. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have the patience to just, you know, so I want to forward the story and right. see how this ends up for link. Right. Um, 
And anyway, it's just just an eye-opening experience for me right now. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So what have you been up to this week, man? So, John, I've been playing a lot of Batman. Yeah? Too much Batman. Can we do this segment and talk like Batman? There's never too much Batman. You can't have too much Batman. No, never too much Batman. The night, it's dark. It's dark, and these thugs, they need to be put in jail. Are you playing the game while it's dark? Uh, most of the time, yes. Most of the time. Yeah. So I played a lot of it last weekend. I played a lot of it this week. Um, stayed up until 3.30 in the morning one night, <laughs> like I shouldn't have. So was this one of those things where you knew it was 3.30 in the morning, or uh, did yeah. you just kind of like finish up and like, so there oh was, crap, there was, was 3.30 point, in the morning? There was a per- point around 11.30, and I was like, I thought to myself, I should really go to bed right now. Mm. Like right now is when I need to go to bed. Mm. Okay. And then I didn't. Um, because and you get I was sucked in, into the next chapter well, of the I was, story. I was in the middle of a story mission, so but then like it, so then by the time I got done with the story mission, it was like at twelve thirty, and it's like well, it's already late, so I can just keep going. <laughs> and you know, it's like when, once you get past like it's like oh, I mean, any times. I mean, it's bad now, so yeah. I might as well just be really bad. You know? <laughs> there's a, there's a threshold whenever like the next day, it's like I'm gonna hurt tomorrow. I might as well hurt exactly. Really bad tomorrow. So I will say I did regret it the next morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to some extent, but then I was like. Like, but it was it was so good. So I saw you were Twitch streaming some. On Twitch that. streaming? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what I said the first Trich time. Streaming. Twitch streaming. I don't even know what a Twitch is. Yeah, I was I was Twitch streaming just to see kind of like what uh, kind of um, audience I could uh, put together. Uh, the answer is a very very small one. What's funny about that game is like it, it's like I feel like I wouldn't watch it because I wouldn't want like I want to experience the visual book. You yeah. know, the visual comic book, basically, yep. um, of being the Batman, you know? Yeah, I thought about that, too, so. and I was like, you know, I wouldn't watch this just so I would, wouldn't get spoiled, and I was right. like, the, the, but the aspects of it that I would watch, I think later I'll, I might put together some streams that some are... compilations or something? No, like, I'll put together some streams that are like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit up these challenge maps, or I'm going to do the... I like Show it. you how to, how to three-star the Riddler puzzles, or... Cool. That kind of stuff, where it's like, okay, these are very task oriented. They don't deal a lot with the story because, like, sometimes it's like on the on the stream, especially like, it's I'm gonna look, I'm walking around in detective mode for you know twenty minutes looking oh, yeah. for clues, and it's like that is not, you know, extremely um, entertaining. Uh, yeah, entertaining for someone television. who's watching. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you I'll, know, I'll talk to people, but you know, what's interesting about those games, and I don't know if I've mentioned this, like I play those games in huge stints usually like where like for I'll usually try to beat it in two weekends and just play it you know full on like that's what I'm doing that day or whatever um and but like you play in a very meandering way where like oh well, I'm gonna do this story mission you kick off the story and you get a decent portion through the story and you're like ah let me go start figuring out some of these riddler things and ah let me hit up some of these side quests and then some of the emergent stuff that just kind of happens in the city you just kind of I'm gonna take care of crime for the next five minutes or ten minutes or whatever um but it's like you play in a very very non-linear meandering kind of way i at least i do and i feel like that would be uh, really unentertaining for people to to watch because it's like you get to you get to peer inside the twisted mind of john where he just all of a sudden just goes oh you know i'm supposed to rescue such and such from wherever Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna go over here for 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour yeah do something completely different what's what's uh wild about this game is like so the they tie in the side missions really really well, and the side mm. missions um, we'll have a few a full review maybe next week maybe um, yeah. if I finish it yeah um, but like the side missions tie in um, not only to the main story really well but they uh, are all very compelling mm. and they all are extremely urgent 
Yeah. Okay. So it's like, well, the main story is urgent. The side stories, like all like ten of them, are all like, do this now, and <laughs> and you gotta uh, go. Yeah, and and it's just like. Oh my gosh! Like okay, well I'm just gonna pull out in you know like crazy directions, and then it's just like well then I'm just gonna blow them all off, and I'm just gonna go collect all these Riddler trophies around <laughs> exactly. and so and like that's that's, that's <laughs> I do I will say they did a good job. They did add some urgency to though. Well, no, they didn't add any urgency to the side like where the trophies you just find everywhere. Yeah, the just the random ones. Yeah, there's a Riddler like mission side mission that there's urgency to, but there's like yeah, right. it's just like I'm just gonna blow everything off and. Screw like all these people that I'm trying to help, and yeah, I'm gonna you know, look find these. You know, it's like all these people's lives that are in jeopardy. You know, you pick, know. pick up things. Just, yeah, let's let's go find these little question marks around the city. You know, so yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, like that's how I play that those games. Is like I try to like I'm like, oh, well, I'm in the area uh, right. over here in this right. side of town. Why don't I try to find some pick up some of these trophies while I'm here for this mission? And yeah. So it's just very like meandering and yeah. So like, know. oh, my my thing is like, okay, I don't I don't want to get to the end of the game. Or like the main storyline, and then mm. I have you know like that's well right. I have fifteen hours worth of side missions and Riddler trophies to get. That's true. You know like um, I always okay. So with City um, and with Origins, sort of because Origins, uh, Arkham Origins, I just didn't finish any of the side stuff really because yeah. it was just because you know that urgency where it ties into the plot really well or whatever. Yeah. In Origins, it really didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. It felt like it just didn't matter. It was completely arbitrary to anything that was going on. Yeah. Um, anyway, but like City, I tried to time it to where I would finish like the the last mission of everything and like the last mission of this, the last mission of that, the last, you know, so like you would basically mm-hmm. just knock them all out and mm-hmm. then maybe have a little bit of cleanup with some of the trophies around town. But, yeah. Yeah. What's funny is this, if you kind of fall behind on the uh, the side quests, um, they'll mention it in the main storyline. So like you'll be talking, you'll be talking to like Alfred or something, and Alfred will be like, um, "Well, I'm gonna go uh, do this." You know, there's lots of other uh, other mi- mi- case files open that you could investigate, and they're not even like you know sly about it. It's just like you know, there's other things to do besides this main thing, Batman. Just you know, you should go do this. You know, there's a there's a big pile of uh, of of cases on your desk. Right. You should go fix those. But it's funny that because like it's it's not um it, it's they only do that whenever you do fall behind. Like I did like maybe That's three funny. three or four story missions right in a row because it was like super really super uh, um fun. Yeah. And uh, and then he's like, you know, Batman. Yeah. Dude, that's something I love about like video games as like a storytelling uh, medium is that you can do these weird things that like you will experience that, but if you kept up to date on all this stuff, right. it's like that wouldn't probably happen. And yeah. it's so it's like you get these weird, you know, you're you're guided, yeah. but you're not, you know, you're not. I have another another friend at work, 100 led. Uh, my friend James, and he's uh like not doing any of the side missions, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, are they are they asking you, telling you like you should go do this other? He's like, yeah, all the time, man. They won't shut up about it. <laughs> they're like texting me and they're yeah. calling me. And they called my house. <laughs> I answered the phone. They said you should really do those side missions. Um, I said, stop calling me here. Right. And they said, the phone call is coming from inside the house. But I have read that. You know, I, th- I think the reason they're doing that is because that you can't get um, the complete ending of the game mm. until you com- 100% everything. That makes That's sense. including Riddler trophies. Oh, gosh. So, like, you have to 100% the game before you get the, the full the ending. The final, final ending. Ooh. Yeah. which like I mean, hundreds of Riddler trophies, and it's man. Not, I, I'm not saying... It's not hard, I don't no. think, you know, but it's, like, it's just time-consuming. Um, and if you're just going for the main storyline, uh, it's kind of like, well, okay, 
you have to do all this other stuff too. That's really interesting. And that's really, uh, it's different from like the way a game like, like the Witcher kind of mm-hmm. is handles things. I haven't played the Witcher, but, uh, I've heard that the Witcher, like there are things in the Witcher that you will just experience that no one else will, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just like, Oh, it just, it only happened that for that one person, you know? And it's just like, that's, you know, the developer being like, Hey, I'm going to put this in there just in case someone stumbles into this particular uh wooded glen yeah you know whereas like in batman it's like we want you to experience the full game yeah and so you're not going to get the full ending until you experience the full game the way we intended you and so like it's just a really interesting like i like the uh the the two sides of that right right and uh yeah i mean we'll have a full review hopefully next week i hope to uh Hope to finish this over the weekend or something like that. Like yeah. at least by the by the time we have podcast next week, yeah. well, I'll have it finished. I'm forty um forty-four percent done with the main storyline. Nice. Dude, the other day whenever I talked to you, you were only fifteen percent done. Yeah, I, I mean I I rocked through some story missions. Um because I like so in every review I might not have all the Riddler trophies. Like that's the that's the 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 biggest thing like that takes up the most time. Like yeah. there's two hundred over two hundred of them, and I have maybe seventy of them. Well, do you also have to like uh, go around in the different neighborhoods and interrogate the right person for certain portions of the locations um, and stuff? So and then like, you actually have to go get them. Yeah. So you yeah. So what the way it, it finds out? I think like, that was in city too. There's probably some kind of like um, I don't know how it was in city necessarily, um, but the. Um, You'll be driving around or, or walking around, and you'll see somebody highlighted in green. Right. Yep, yeah. That's the same way. And like they kind of stick to the same area, but not always. Right. And sometimes they'll appear, and sometimes they won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is it's not even like um, it's not even like each individual guy has specific information. I don't feel like because mm-hmm. like the first okay. area you open up is Bleak Island. And then there's another island, another area, and so, so like, somebody in Bleak Island may have information on a completely different area. Exactly. Yeah. And and but it's not like but like pretty much whenever I was first finding pe- people, they all had information on Bleak Island. Okay? Interesting. But then and, whenever you unlocked, well, I mean, you could, you could go to the other places, and so like I was getting Riddler stuff where uh, you know like eventually once we run out ran out of most of the stuff on Bleak Island, mm. then they started telling me about these other places. You That's know? cool. So like it wasn't like. I think it just kind of depends on who you find, and then like then they'll give you okay, what's the next location to give you? It's not like these guys are tied to specific locations. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, is what it feels like. At that's least that's awesome. Um, and so uh, yeah, you know, like that's just such a and there's like I like I I enjoy the variety in them. There's just a lot. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, and some of them you can't get right away because like all the power ups and stuff like that. Yeah, and know, that's so. something that I had forgotten. Yeah. And so like there, I spent like. Half an hour at one point trying to get like how do I how get do I in get there? in this cave? I can't figure it out. Like what do I? Do? I was shooting things from the Batmobile at it. I was like <laughs> trying to like okay, can I drop down from above? I was like trying to find other ways into the building. So here's what I just envisioned there. I envisioned you in a bat suit. Yes, just like like trying to get into a chain link fence, repelling from the ceiling. You yeah, know, yeah. like a bat, you know, yeah. looking down at it. No, and it's like yeah. And then there's some of these things that throwing are like, your cell phone at it. They're multi-part puzzles where it's like, okay, yeah. I have the tools to do half of it, but I don't in the other half. So right. I get, I but you, figure, don't know, you don't know until you get through the first half of it. Yeah, I figure it out up to a point, and then I'm like, well, crap. 
like, I guess I'll be back in about a you know few yep. hours. Well, I'll mark this and just I'll see you later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm excited to uh, to hear the review. I'm yes. excited to play it too. I'll dude, probably have played some of it at that point. It's but, amazing, yeah. man. Like, oh gosh, dude, it's so good. You never played City though, right? I didn't play City, so you can't really make that comparison. I but, can't. Uh, you know, I can't make that comparison. I'm, but I'm anticipating it being way better than City. If so. if it's any indication of how fun I think it is right now, like yeah. that's all I want to do. Yeah. Is just play Batman. Just be the Batman. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. You got to be the Batman. Ever since I started playing on Saturday. And I have not done a lot since. That's I haven't awesome. watched any TV. Well, I maybe watched like two shows while I was eating because I had to take a break from Batman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my normal like duties as a yeah. person, human being. Yeah, you know. You know. Eat, but, sleep. Yeah, sleep, sleep, work. Um, Shower every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Once a week. The usual. Yeah. <laughs> once a week. Jeez! Oh, oh man! And then I rain. I got rain on today at lunch, so that was my shower for the week. Yeah, so I can just go. keep playing Batman. Now you're, now you're just good. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I'm good. Saves to go. you. Saves you. What? Another week of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chris. So we've got some some listener topics, some listener yes. questions, some follow up. Yes. A little bit of stuff. Yeah. So do you want to go into the, that segment? Let's, let's go and do that because one of them relates to Batman. One one of them relates to Batman. I thought. Oh, oh we had a news item I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you want to go into the news? One 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 item. Okay. The news. The news. All right, John. So, um, Batman: Arkham Knight. Yes. Is on sale for PS4. Yep. On sale for Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Is not on sale for PC. Was on what? sale for PC. Not anymore. Yeah, I was about to say. Um. So the uh the PC port basically of um, I'm looking at the wrong article right now. <laughs> uh, the PC port of Batman Arkham Asi- Arkham Knight. There you go. Batman Arkham Knight has was extremely buggy. Yeah. Uh, super low frame rate. Yeah. Like at just like times whenever there shouldn't have been a flow, like as low as like 14 frames a second. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just terrible. And so um, WB first said, "Hey, we issued an apology. We're pulling the game. You can't buy a physical copy or a digital copy in the stores or online." Mm-hmm. And then they also were offering refunds to people who bought the game. So I heard that uh, that the frame rate of the PC version, which is this is weird for a PC game, right? Usually, uh, frame rates on PC are tied to your computer, like how much processing power it has. Like they they extend or contract based on your computer power. A lot of times, like they just allow you to to basically do that yourself. But this one was locked at thirty. It's yeah, and it doesn't even do that well. Well, no, and, and it stutters. So that's still. the thing. Like if a game is locked at thirty, it's, so it's not really locked at thirty. It's right, capped. It's capped at 30. at thirty. That's right. That's right. Because they said they used the words locked. But <laughs> I know. I hear you saying locked. Yeah, you say locked. It's not really locked, <laughs> is it? Uh, but is the key really turned in that lock? And. Even on high-end PCs, it was having trouble. It wasn't even like, well, if you have the right stuff. So right. um, uh, NVIDIA put out a, a demo video, I think uh, maybe three months ago, two months ago, something like that, yeah. of the game running at, at 60 frames a second on mm. their video card. And it looked beautiful and it was super fluid, 1080p, 60 frames a second. Can't even run anything near that. What happened? And like the, uh, what's, what was funny was... Uh, Warner Brothers put out um, 
uh, instructions on how to make the game run better. And they're like, well, well turn off uh, advanced textures, turn off all dynamic rain, turn off this, oh, turn off that. Man. And they like they were there's a list that included things that like are on in the console version. It's yeah. like you're telling us to turn yeah. off things. And uh, they also said, oh, run it at 720p. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this is ridiculous. So yeah. there's there was news. Uh, Kotaku mm-hmm. um, has. Talked to several people who were QA testers, and then one person, an anonymous source, close to the production of the game, and they had some things to say about all this, which is really interesting, and then we can give some analysis. I like it. Um, So, uh, let's see here. Uh, This was a quality assurance tester who worked on the game for years. Uh, He said... Years? Years, yes. He said, I will... Because uh, this is something that's in the article. Warner Brothers was so freaked out that... um, details of the plot of the game would leak that they refused to use the big QA testing firms. Mm, so an external, so they made their own. Exactly. So they employed their own, which means that they couldn't do things like um, test on different versions of hardware and, mm. and setups and Well, even uh, on the PS4 kind of version, didn't the leaderboards like uh, crap out for a while this week? We can, we'll, we'll talk about like, I, th- I think some, some, yeah, some things that they, cutbacks that they made on the console versions, but we'll get to yeah. that after we talk about all this. Okay. Um, so the guy who worked on it for years said, I will say that it's pretty rich for WB to act like they had no idea the game was in such a horrible state. It's been like this for months, and all the problems we see now were the exact same unchanged almost a year ago. Hmm. Um, he goes on, let's see here if it's this... Uh, uh, let's find the next person. Um so, yeah, they're talking about how bad it is. I'll, I'll post this article at stayontargetpodcast.com. Um, they've said that they're working on it. Uh, here's the tester source again. Said um, getting it to work on consoles was impossible for months. That's part of why the game got delayed so many times. They were totally unprepared for how hard it was on next-gen consoles. Another source who did not work on the QA team but was close to the game's production said this closely lined up with what they'd seen and heard throughout the game's development. Interesting. Um, in various meetings, QA teams were told the new consoles were not nearly as easy to work with as Rocksteady expected, and testers should focus on time on finding console bugs, not PC bugs. This particular team was made up of roughly 100 people with 10% focused on PC version. Hmm. Um, the QA source said, we, re- we reported literally thousands of bugs that were specific to the PC version relating to the frame rate. All sorts of effed up texture issues. The Batmobile in particular has always effed things up on PC. Um, testing this game, testing a game this big is very different from linear or smaller games. You usually get a mission, chapter, or area of the map, or pick one yourself and just go to town. You bug everything you see. We had some testers bugging more than 100 bugs per day. Devs would fix what they could, but were juggling that with actually finishing the game, so they were insanely slow. Only when the game was done and no new features had to be built could they actually buckle down. Once that happened, they also restrict what you can and can't bug to ensure they can catch up. Wow. Their second source said... Warner Brothers, uh, this is back to the article now. The second source said Warner Brothers internal QA focused on bug checking specifically at 720p resolutions. Weird. Most, most PC players with decent hardware expect to run games at 1080p or higher. If Warner Brothers was using 720p as a benchmark, that helps explain the large performance gap. Interesting. So uh, it's, it's super crazy. Um, 
Well, it's also funny, like, usually, like I said, like, with PC games, usually, like, it's the the frame rate is not locked or isn't capped somewhere, like, below, you know, below 30 uh, or at 30 even. But, like, that seems like just a blanket Band-Aid that you just, at the end, wherever you have so many bugs and it's just like, oh, this has got to run better. Let's just cap it at 30, you know, or whatever. It just seems like that is just a weird... Um, a weird thing to do for the PC version and like a last ditch effort kind of thing. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, later on in the article, they talk about during Arkham Knight's development, two sources told the person who wrote this article, I'll tell you it was in a second, um, told them that Rocksteady Games was having a tough time getting performance up to stuff. And I remember this, when the game was shown to press at the Game Developers Conference, GDC, last year, 2014, it was freezing and hitching all over the place. I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, it's unclear which version of the game was being shown to press, but it underscored the technical hurdles facing the game behind the scenes. Hmm. Um, here's what... Uh, yeah. So those, those are the main comics. This was by... Patrick Klipek That's of awesome. Kotaku. So, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, the have you experienced any bugs on the uh, the console version? So let's talk about the consoles for a second. First of all, yeah, the PS, uh, PS4 version runs the best and looks the best. It runs at native 1080p, 30 frames a second, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, runs the best. Xbox One uses the same assets, same textures, all that kind of stuff. But runs at it's another one of those runs at 900p upscaled to 1080p. Gotcha. Um, and it it drops like so. There have been uh, um, a couple of tests done uh, by Digital Foundry. Yeah, they and I do. Watched a couple of uh, their tests, and they are super super comparable. Like in terms of how smooth they 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 run and how good they look. Um, the game has a natural kind of, they put a, uh, a film grain effect over it, and then right. they also put like this other effect. And then half the time it's raining, and so you have all this other kind of stuff going on. And then they also, like the way that they uh, um, use like road markers and stuff like that, it's all kind of this digital look. Yeah. And so like there's a lot of um, line flickering just in general because of the, the different um, the filters and stuff. Filters, yeah, and then like so even on PS4 there's that, but then like on Xbox One because it's 900p, it's just it's just exacerbated a little. Like it's not it's not extreme difference, but it's like okay, there's just a little you can tell. You there's know, a little like, bit of a nudge there, a little bit of tearing. yeah, you can tell. There's there's yeah, there's um, a little more tearing. Uh, it drops like it'll drop like it won't ever drop. I didn't, I, I watched uh, their their uh, comparison video. Neither one of them ever dropped below 28. And Xbox would just drop to 29 like for a second every now and then. Now I have, while I've been playing, seen I've had it crash on me once mm-hmm. where it just froze up. Um, I've had, one of my friends had also froze on him. Um, I've had it load, which is not supposed to load, but I've had it load twice. So it'll like stop and then load. Yeah, and like a little loading ball comes up for like literally like a half a second, but it still breaks the, the oh, yeah, fluidity the and the action. Yeah. One was whenever I was like launching myself um, up into the air um, really quickly going from one area to another. Mm. And then um, another one was whenever I was in the Batmobile. I also had some crazy frame rate slowdown uh, in the Batmobile once where it was like I'm coming th- you know, around a curve, there's like three other cars on screen at the same time. Something's blowing up underneath me. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it just slowed down. I would say it probably slowed down to at least 20, if not more, mm. uh, or if not less, uh, frames a second. So, console wise, 
And I, there's still those other those things on PS4. Yeah. I haven't heard of it crashing, but I haven't really done a whole lot of research. This is just my experience. But it's still like that's still pretty stable. Like, and considering like so the uh, Arkham City and things, it's it's comparable to how those. Well, it's, it's comparable to Arkham ran. Origins. I will say though that no game like it's forgivable because it's such a great game. No game should freeze. No. To where you have to restart you have to the restart. game. Yeah, no. Okay, you know, like sometimes even Destiny will do something stupid like that. But or the Destiny you have all sorts of issues where it'll weasel you and you know, like yeah, but error code. But I will say, like, you. it should never. A game should never just freeze because they're, you know, if I'm a game developer, I don't want people to have to turn off my game because if they turn it off, there's chances a chance are, they're not going to turn it back yeah, on. Yeah, you know. And so it should never freeze like that. Now, For sure. Um, talking about PC for a second. What's crazy is that. It sounds like what happened was, okay, we have to make this date. We can't make this date. Um, and so they pushed it back several times because it did get delayed like, delayed at least twice that I remember. Yep. Um, because they're like, well, next-gen consoles, it's not even ready anywhere. They also got they, – so they got next-gen consoles looking great, as good as they could. Um, spent a lot of time on those and, like, focused on PC hardly at all. If, if these are bugs that have been there and problems that have been there for the last year – that means they spent like no time on it. They're like, well, we have to make this date yeah. and put it out. Well, uh, also, like, it, it makes you wonder when will the PC version come out, you know? And, uh, and the other issue that I have, like, thinking about, um, other games, like similar, like not similar situation, but they delayed, they didn't bring out the PC version of Grand Theft Auto at the same time they did the console ones because it was just going to be, a, you know, like so much work to do. And they also wanted to have the mod support there for like PC and stuff. So, I mean, it, you know, it, I, it begs the question of should they have released this thing no, they without this? Have. You know, yeah. it's like, that's well, just terrible. Th- they should have released, like if they want to stick to a date, that's fine. And I, I, I don't think anyone will fault them for that. Um, should they have delayed the PC version? Yes. Yeah. Because now that's basically what they've been doing. I mean. Yeah. But amongst a lot of bad bad press. Bad press, yeah. And a lot of people having problems with their game and having to refund it right. a lot. Well, it's and, not like they didn't know that, that that those things existed too. So you know, you like mean the, the problems? Yeah. Yeah. With the I mean, QA testers. That's the and thing. Stuff, they so. knew the problems were there. They should not have released the game. Yeah. Um, and it it sucks with such a cool, it's a great game, dude. Like yeah. I, I was just I've been we've been talking about it for like twenty minutes now. Yeah, and it's a it's a great game, but like they should not have rushed it like that. Like right. it doesn't that doesn't help anyone. That's not not uh, that's not good for anybody. It's not no. good for you. It's not good no. for the players. Um, it just makes people upset at you. Um, I mean, they've refunded Bunny, and uh, and even at that, like, there has been uh, retailers who have said, like, we have a bunch of the game, but yeah. we're not allowed to sell it, you know, and yeah. that sort of thing. So, I mean, there's just a lot, a lot to, a lot of bad press, and then also just, I feel like a lot of expense that they're going to have to go to 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 either get those games back from the wild or like to, you know, I mean, those are games that they're not selling right now. Right. So. Yeah. Um, which, which sucks. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate, but that's the news. <laughs> All right, Chris. Yeah. Couple of things. Yes. This week, uh, we I Superfan Chris Dennison tweeted at me. Mm. I wanted to bring this up. It's, it relates to Batman. If okay. You will. All right. He tweeted at me a uh, an awesome link to some uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive Ooh. Funko Pops. You know what? that I collect Funko Pops. Yes. Um, and there's a Batman and Superman from the from the upcoming movie Batman versus Superman. Nice. Um, and uh, they they are awesome. And Soups looks like he is floating. Like he's on a little stand and he's just floating in midair. It's pretty cool. Although just I'm not really a fan of his, uh, 
his haircut. His haircut. It doesn't really look like uh, Cavill's hair, but you know, it just that's how Funko Pops go sometimes. That's true. That's they true. try to add a little bit more, and probably like those are those are uh, not in person things too. So I do like the fact that their their logos on their chests are the new logos. Yeah. Versus the old ones. Versus the old logos. I mean, it's just they're stylized like the uh, like the outfits are in the in the movies as well. I mean, it's just awesome. I just love how he's floating. It's just super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to, wanted to point that out. It's a super cool thing. Um, are they? Uh, is it? Is, can you buy it there? Yeah, you buy it. There's a. There's over. There's hundreds. So there's hundreds of exclusive figures, um, and and things that come out, and it's not yes. just Funko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but uh, but yeah. So you go to Comic Con and you can buy them. And so like, I feel like if I ever uh, end up going to Comic Con, I'm going to just bring a bunch of money so I can buy a bunch of figures. Yeah, be awesome, dude. Um, we also had a uh, some follow up to our topic last week about yes. the uh, the Taking King expansion and the uh, the Destiny's uh, PR woes. Yes. Um, this is from uh, from Jeremy. Uh, and this is uh, at JSS Services on Twitter. Yes. And he says um, he didn't see necessarily the problem with the pricing. Uh, he said the Taken King, $40. Strange Coin, $15. $3 or three emotes, $6. Three shaders, $6. Three class items, $6. Other awesome swag, $7. Right. Um, he said he fails to see the problem. And I think like, I, I mean, we never really debated the value of the, uh, the actual, uh, collector's edition, the right. big collector's edition. Right. Um, we more, it was more like, Hey, why can't we buy those, uh, the exclusive items, uh, the exotic items and things like that. And then also why do they cost so much? Yeah. So like, let me, let me just, you know, uh, I, I was thinking about this and it's like, okay, the thing was, yeah, our yes. If you break it down like that, and you mm-hmm. want to, and you feel like you want to buy that, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't want the strange coin. Mm-hmm. I don't want those physical things. I don't need them. Yep. And so I don't want to have to buy them in order to get these cool digital items. Yeah. Furthermore, even if you do want them, most of the collector's editions, as of last week, they're probably all sold out. All sold out. No, yeah, they you, were sold out like the the first week they were announced. You can't get them, and so like what they were doing was locking it behind. Like even if you wanted them for that price, right? Even if that was fine with you, right? Um, and also even then by his valuation, those items together only add up to eighteen dollars, right? And it's like so. I mean, yeah, that's two dollars off from twenty. So what's another couple bucks? But yeah. still, like. You know, I, I still think they're kind of overpriced. Right. But like, it's not parsed out like that. It's not like we're, oh, I want, I could buy the um, class items and not the emotes. I mean, you know, you lump things right. together and you honestly expect them to go down in price. Well, they could also, like, they could, uh, they could separate them a few ways. They could separate them that way where it's the emotes and it's the, you know, the, the three different items. Or you could do them by class and say, I just want to buy all of the hunter's stuff. Yeah. Um, or all of the yeah. Because yeah. so, so I don't like, I don't need the class items from for the Titan right or the because you, you can just run with a couple of hunters yeah. right yeah. Um. So anyway, so I mean it's it's one of those things. I I don't think we were ever debating the actual value of the collector's edition. Right. Um. We were debating that you had to rebuy old content if you did want that stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, if I did want the strange coin and I did want the stuff, part of the price of that package is rebuying the same DLC that I have now and the original game. Yeah. And then we also were debating the fact that. You, if you wanted them, you really couldn't get them. Yeah. Like if you wanted those class items, there was no way for you to get and them until dis- now. And I'm not discounting people who like wanted it and no, and, and pre-ordered absolutely. the collector's edition. Like awesome if, if, if you that's, want it. Yeah. Like if you if you uh, if 
felt like that was a good price, then yeah. hey, that's a good price. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all about what you'll pay. Yeah. And Bungie knows that. But I think that's what that's the attitude though that we were saying. Like, it's just like kind of a it's a crass. Um, kind of big corporation feeling attitude. It's like, well, if they'll pay it, let's charge it, you know. But right. then again, this is a, you know, we have we. This is capitalism. It's how it works. It's how it Supply works. and demand. Yeah. And uh, even digital goods. Exactly. And so we'll see how it turns out. But you know, like if you bought it and you're happy with that collector's edition, by all means, like enjoy it. Like don't let something that we say. Oh yeah. You no. know. And don't let don't let the uh, don't let the you know the outrage against Bungie, you know, for some of this stuff, like affect, you know, how you value something. Yeah. Cause it's like, you say you wouldn't buy a strange coin. If a strange coin, if somebody was like, Hey, pay $15 for the strange coin, I yeah. would do it. Yeah. Like I would for sure yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that, you know, so it's, it's, yeah, I just wanted to clarify a little bit with our, our follow up. Yeah, I think for, we, we might've come off as a little, uh, unduly harsh on the final thing, but as far as the whole situation, you know, we were, you know, I, I still remain, steadfast yeah how i think that it is a little bit uh a little bit um not good for the consumer yeah and if if all this is really confusing to you you can go back and listen to our episode last week yeah and we'll explain what's happening uh on a lighter note no man's sky uh superman chris dennison also tweeted us and and linked us to an article and it has a uh quintillion mm. uh planets mm-hmm. so that's just a lot of planets chris yeah it's a lot of planets. That sounds ridiculous. Um, sounds needless. It sounds like it sounds like something that I, like I can't even like fathom jumping into. There's also another game that was uh, is is in a similar vein that uh, I looked up. It was uh, what's the uh, the one that's our solar system. Um, it's uh, Elite Dangerous. Oh yeah yeah. Um, that that game is also gigantic. Yeah, but that one feels like it has more of a point. I guess my my big um uh, my big. Uh, hurdle right now toward like no man's sky sounds amazing yeah that's like if you can get that many worlds like in your game you are a genius and plus it's a beautiful kind of art style it looks really cool the uh, you know like it looks like you know space flight looks really cool like the way that you travel is really cool the problem is i don't necessarily see the point if it's just you run around you know like they showed a demo you know at the playstation conference yeah if it's just you run around and scan different planets Mm -hmm. and add things to your log while you're trying to get to the center of the solar system. Like that sounds like I would do that for two hours and then I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, it depends on how long it takes to get to that goal. Like if it's, if it's a 10 hour game even, and that's all you do, that's just completely uninteresting to me. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a, uh, it's interesting that we've seen that same kind of demo, like multiple years in a row at E3. Like I want to say we saw something similar to that, like last year at E3 too. And so, um, while it is a gigantic game and it is very, very ambitious, I'm interested to see what the moment to moment kind of gameplay is. But because if you look at Minecraft, like Minecraft mm-hmm. is a gigantic world and there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's all this stuff in it. Um, and at the core level, like if you just look at it, I don't, you know, it, it, without the date moment to moment gameplay of like there being an imminent threat or like you're collecting this stuff in order to build right. something like there's yeah. an end goal and there's it's it's desirable right. like you know without that that game would be very boring and i probably wouldn't play right. it but you know because it, it matters what you're doing moment to moment yeah so. i mean like i said it's like okay yeah this is a huge huge world you've built you've like this is a, amazing no one else has done this no a huge universe but what do you do in it yeah you know and you know if you know if they say, well, the the goal is to get to the center of the solar system, then I'm just going to fly through space for three hours, <laughs> bypass all the planets. If that's the goal, you're telling me that's the end of the game. 
to beat the game, I got to get to the end of the solar system. Mm. I'm just going to fly to the end of the solar system. Yeah, the oh, middle of the solar system. Middle of the solar system. It's yeah, just yeah. kind of like what what in this quote unquote game. You know, I'm air what, quotes here. What is the game? What is the game? Is what you're asking. Yeah. What is the yeah. because you know all games have like a an end goal, a start and an end. Okay. Even Minecraft has they have in game content. Right. And I think that that was one of the things. Like if you watch the documentary, the Minecraft documentary about kind of the development of that game. I think I remember Notch saying something about like you know, and after we kind of created this thing, where I'm like, hey, it's really fun, but people are gonna want there to. Be a, well, they wanted a, an end. They 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 want yeah. All the beta testers and they wanted a perceived end. They yeah. wanted a something where like their emergent story um, would come to completion, like some goal to have. Yeah. And so he created that for them. Yeah. Um, and so like that's that's kind of you know it, while we do know the end goal is to get to the middle of the universe, I just don't know how like how the moment to moment really will will be like what's the gameplay right because we've seen like you know it's an amazing tech thing like an amazing yeah. tech feat technical feat technical demo uh, that we've seen numerous times yeah. but like finding out what the actual gameplay is is yeah. going to be the key well they actually sure like, that's fun you know at least on the demo it was like well you collect all this information and you have to make it one of these towers and maybe the planet won't have a tower and just like i don't want to <sighs> i don't know I don't it's just, around like trying to find towers yeah well i mean and even at that it's you know i uh like just spending a bunch of time doing, you know, just floating out in space. Like I remember there was uh, what game was it that we had uh, on Dreamcast? We had this game, and you could go out into the far reaches of the universe mm. or whatever, and just mm-hmm. go out there. And it was like whenever I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's fun because you're just, you know, you're battling folks out there and you're having fun. And they got progressively harder. Yeah, it got progressively went. harder as you got farther and farther away from your normal base. And then, like, so, but you get out there, and then there really wasn't anything out there. Yeah. And like, so like, I just remember getting, you know, almost to the end of the universe and then just going, man, there really isn't anything out here. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. And I remember stop stopping playing, yeah. you know, and it was it, because it was just like, I had spent in, you know, I'd put in a, a number of hours into that game and yeah. to level up in order to get out to the far reaches of the universe. Right. And whenever there wasn't anything super interesting there, I was like, Oh, well, I guess yeah. I'm kind of done. So I think, you know, like, I, I think I guess to to conclude, like my biggest fear is, you know, that while this game looks amazing and while it yeah, looks pretty, looks awesome. and it's just like, man, this this is something that I want to play. The only like the biggest selling points that they've told us so far is how big mm. and how varied the mm. galaxy is going to be, and how many like you might not run into any any other person. Like you could play this whole game and you wouldn't run into anybody else. I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about that. And it also depends on the time investment. Because if, it, if it's like a wonderful game uh, that, you, like you said, you can, you know, with a uh, with limited gameplay, but you can get through it if you want to in two hours. Or you can spend, yeah. you know, three years yeah. in this universe just floating around through space, exploring and having a really good time if you want, if you're into that type of thing. Yeah. That's fine. But it's like, it's got to have something um, for the people who want to, you know, like who want like a shorter kind of experience but if you got to put in two hours or 10 hours like you said of, of just you know kind of uh vapid gameplay in order to get to the end i don't yeah. you know i don't know that i'm in for that so. and, and you know like i think my you know if i you extrapolate out the things that we've talked about it's like okay what if you know you're trying to get to the middle of the galaxy but you do have to go to these planets to get resources like mm. fuel and stuff like yeah. but then it just becomes you know a big fetch quest mm-hmm. it becomes you know like well i'm just gonna go get this stuff cool I'm back on the ship Oh, I need it again. I'm going to go back and get some more stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like as much as they're focusing on how big and grand and, like, pretty this game is, like, 
that's not what makes a good game. Right. Well, and also, like we mentioned, I mentioned uh, Elite Dangerous uh, earlier, and I, that's the, I have very, very similar feelings to Elite Dangerous as I have to this, too, you know, where it's like it's it seems like it just has... Um, hopefully, there's a lot more gameplay that we hear about from uh, from this, but Elite Dangerous is actually... That's out That's out for PC, and it's, you know... And that's what it is. It's it's a, a kind of MMO-esque where you're just kind of collecting things and, and uh, getting resources and upgrading hyperdrives in order to get farther and farther out. And, you know, I just... I don't know that I, I... That's not the type of game experience that I'm looking for, probably. Right. Yeah. And on to our Terminator Genesis review. Dun-dun-dun. 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 Are we just going to keep doing that the no, whole time? No, I'm going to, like, randomly do that whenever okay. we talk about dramatic things. Um, so, Chris, we just saw this movie. Yeah. Uh, the first half of this thing is probably going to be spoiler-free. Yep. Not probably. Will be. It definitely will be. Um... <laughs> I don't know why I said probably. It's, it's safe to listen to. <laughs> we're going to just maybe spoil it. No, we're, we're not. We're, spoil we're not going to we'll spoil it. We'll see how we feel. Um, it, it's relatively safe. Whenever I say I'm not going to spoil something, I'm not going to spoil anything. Because right. the Mission Impossible preview, I plugged my ears and looked down. I didn't, did. didn't watch it. And uh, it looks phenomenal. There yeah. were some new scenes in this that I hadn't seen before. I'm really excited. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited too. I was telling you, uh, well, I'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> In the spoiler section? No, we'll talk about it like whenever we review oh. Mission Impossible, if yes. we do, yeah. or at least after we see it and we can talk about it. Totally cool, man. Totally yeah. cool. Um, all right. So diving in, uh, how do you like just, what is your first initial feeling uh, after the movie? Um, so going into this, let me just tell you right now, um, mm-hmm. I read several reviews, um, looked at the Rotten Tomato. Let's look up the Rotten Tomato score Ooh, right now. Interesting. Um, about this movie. And so I was not going in. Uh, with high expectations okay. by any means. I was expecting a travesty. Yeah. But like almost garbage. Because on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 25% Whoa. on Rotten Tomatoes. So I wasn't expecting a lot. I actually can say, I'm going to break the news right here. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised that it was not as bad as I had envisioned in my mind. Really? Yes. That's and, really interesting. So, and I will say, <laughs> Let me say this as well. I also had fun watching it. Yeah. There were all, you know, there was a lot of throwbacks to the other movies. It was so confusing that it was fun to try to figure it out um, and figure out how everything was working in the timeline. Um, and yeah, so like initial reaction, I'm like, okay, that wasn't as bad as I, expect, I was expecting. Um, That's it was, interesting. It was a fun movie. Um, I'll tell you what I enjoyed. I enjoyed um, the actors. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, Amelia Clark. I liked. Yeah. Um, Wonderful seeing, job. She did a really good job. Yeah. I, I really liked uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he did a really good job too, man. Yeah. I like Jay Courtney. Um, I know like he he's going to be in the Suicide Squad movie. So I was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, think about that. The only thing, other thing I'd, I'd seen him in a couple things. The main one, most recent one was the most recent Die Hard. And I liked him mm-hmm. as Bruce Willis' son. Played kind of the same character. Yeah. Like he, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a broad like um, kind of performance style from him. It's always yeah. kind of the same. And so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what he pulls off in uh, Suicide Squad. But yeah, I liked, I liked his job. And so, uh, yeah, but. Um, as far as the the plot goes, and as far as the um, scripting and yeah. screenplay and dialogue and um, I don't know, just the story in general, the yeah. screenplay was just kind of mm-hmm. weak. Yep. So here, let me let me 
rewind a little bit. I had the exact, like, I had something similar. Like, I have seen the first trailer for this thing, right? Okay. Um, and it's not like I really ignored everything. Usually, as as the norm, I when as soon as I decide I'm going to see this movie, yeah. uh, I stop watching the trailers. Yeah. Um, I never stopped watching the trailers on this one. Because <laughs> um, you never decided I'm going to go see Because I never decided. Movie. I never was like, yeah, I'm definitely seeing this thing. Yeah. You know, and it was always like, it was always super weird like it seemed super confusing the uh the trailers did and presented in a very odd way and i was like well hopefully like as i went into this i was like i'm not expecting much really not expecting much because it looks like a mess yeah but hopefully you know i had i was i was optimistic yeah i was i was hoping for the best yeah um and i i had the opposite thing where this i was let down a little bit from what i thought like from from that optimism it was that optimism you know as, as the movie went on i was like man man Oh, this is a little bit worse than I thought it was oh, going to really? be. You know, just oh, a little man. like I was on the opposite side of that. But uh, but again, like you said, the uh, the the um, actors and uh, did an incredible job. Like yeah. I mean, they you know the, the the main three were good. I like uh, Reese. Uh, what was his name? The guy Kyle who, Reese. Uh, Jay Courtney. Jay Courtney. Uh, I felt like a few like you said like it's the same character kind of that he played in Die Hard, and I felt like he was a little bit one note. But that could have been vastly related to the fact that he was written. As a one note character, right? Like he was, you know, from from beginning to end, he was yeah. that guy. Yeah, uh, and that was the way that the plot kind of made him. Right. Um, and so yeah, I love the music. Yeah, the music was really good. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Like they were doing these themes, and the 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 John Connor kind of theme comes mm-hmm. in, and you're just like, man, this is nice. Yeah. Um, which you said that it was a uh, the the music like supervisor was Hans. Yeah, or said like I said, yeah, it was like it was something even more than that. It was like executive music. So kind of, uh, kind like, of, but he didn't actually do like the no, orchestration. No, no, no. Or it was it was someone who is uh, one of his proteges. Yeah, um, he has a, a number of people that do that. Uh, that's that's how we had you know uh, a lot a lot of different composers are from his camp basically. Right. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, music was good. Uh, I will say you know like directing direction wasn't bad. It didn't stand out in any way. And honestly, like halfway through the movie. Um, what was funny was in my mind, I was like, I feel like this would be a lot more fun if this was a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. I was thinking, okay. So I thought the same thing. There were, there were moments in the movie that were Michael Bay esque where it's basically like Michael Bay has this way of like coming across as a comedy, like in in some moments where it's like comedy, like it's an action comedy where it's like, basically he's like, I know this is ridiculous yeah, and I know that my movies are insane, yeah, but it's really fun. But that's, yes. So like, that's why I kind of, in my mind, I was comparing it to that. And I, and I think that's what I was actually pulling for. You're right though. You verbalized it very well. And, and I also like compared it to, it was like, you know, like Fast and the Furious. Okay, Fast and the Furious just embrace the reason they're good. Yeah. Okay, is because they embrace just the fact that they are just crazy, cheesy car movies, <laughs> like with with like the most ridiculous, yes. and outrageous yes. and impossible car yes. action. Yes, and so they just go for yeah. it, and you're like, this is awesome. Okay, yeah. that's why they succeed. That's why they're so popular. That's Agreed. why they're good movies. Okay. Agreed. And while like th- there were just some parts in this that are just so like ridiculous that you're just like I wish that this was that they were just they would acknowledge that this is ridiculous. Well, there were a few scenes that kind of felt like they were trying to, but then yeah. they would immediately go into a uh, a long winded scene where with a lot more dialogue than was necessary. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and honestly though, I kind of like I, I, I enjoyed those more than I enjoyed the action sequences. Really. Though. 
Okay. Yeah, because this is the thing. Like, because they were, I think the strongest two characters were um, Amelia Clark's character and Arnold's character. Yeah. Like they, uh, their relationship with each other. Yeah. And how that um, kind of made them. Uh, react to everyone else. And that was the only, okay. So from a like plot standpoint of the movie, that was the only surprising thing that happened in my Mm. mind. Like really like, I mean, there was a lot of like twists and a lot of turns and maybe some things that you didn't foresee, but it's like, as far as like a truly like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, from a, from a interest standpoint that like their, their characters were the one thing that I was just like, Whoa, that's, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, Sarah Connor and her relationship with Kyle Reese has always been the kind of like, okay, that's the that's the relationship that you hinge the the movies on, you right. know. Whereas in this one, I think it was, you know, Sarah Connor's relationship with um the Terminator. Yeah. That was more of a uh, that was like, oh, that's where the emotions coming from. That's where a lot of the uh the um tensions coming from. That's yep. where, you know, like I mean that's as, uh, that's the 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 that was cool the, part about the movie. That was the emotional drive of the movie. Yeah, yeah. like it's the emotional were, heartbeat. Yeah, and it's like they, to say. they were they were you know there was lo- like sort of a th- this re- love relationship that was you know between um, uh, Reese and um, Sarah Connor, but it's like that really didn't like it didn't. It wasn't the thing. No. You know, it wasn't yeah. the thing at the end of the movie where you came away and it was like, what was the 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 emotional relationship that you know that Grab developed you. that developed over time too? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and that was uh the Terminator and Sarah Connor. Yeah, and know? even like the way that Kyle Reese reacts to the Terminator, you know, yeah. like it's you know, that's and honestly, like I think he was kind of the standout, which is cool because it's like, well, he it's He's the original Arnold. Yeah, and yeah, so it's, yeah. He's been in the stand. And so it was great to see him back in action, and like he had some great one-liners. So like, yeah, you know, even even, and it was you know he pulled out. I loved, I loved seeing the old you know like, I'll be back, and it wasn't like a cheesy, corny kind of way, and, right? But he also you know like you know I think what was it uh, whenever uh, he he chastised Sarah Connor for saying something, then he said it later. Yeah. Um, what was that? Bite me. She yeah. said, bite me. And he said, that's not a very good attitude to have. And then, you know, you, you later on in the movie, he uses it and it's like, yes, like I, you know, it was fun. It's good moments. And so, yeah, I'm right there with you where like a lot of the moments that were really funny and were really like intriguing, they weren't the, the overall things in the movie though. Yeah. like there were, it would always come back to it. And it's like, man, I kind of wish that the, the weird, like winking at ourselves, self-aware of our own plot in this movie, um, or even the same ridiculous action in this movie and the time travel elements in this yeah. movie. I wish that, ha- that, that writing style would have translated right. to more scenes within the stream screenplay. Right. You know, it's like that, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so should they go see this movie? Um, okay. This is one where I will say that it depends. Mm. Um, similar to our TMNT review, um, last, last year. year, uh, I will say that if you are a fan of the Terminator movies, you should go see this. Yeah. Um, if you liked the first Terminator film and you liked, uh, all of the trappings of that universe with the time travel and all mm-hmm. that, you should go see it for sure. Yeah. Um, if only to just have that completionist, uh, mentality and like go see this installment in the franchise. Yeah. Um, if you are just a standard average moviegoer who like didn't really care for the original Terminator movie, well, or just or, like kind of ambivalent. Yeah. Or just, you're kind of like, ah, I was a decent movie back in the day, but you know, whatever. 
Maybe not. Maybe yeah. wait until it comes out on uh, Redbox. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would say, you know, like, don't necessarily see it in theaters unless you're a hardcore, like, Terminator fan. Correct. And you have to see this in theaters because yeah. it does not need to be seen in theaters. There was no reason to see this in theaters. There was no, like, like uh, no reason to see it on a big screen. There's yeah. no reason to see it necessarily in surround. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I mean... Well, what's funny is, we won't spoil it right now, is like, so like even on the poster, like they spoil a big twist in the in the movie yeah, on true. a poster, on what, well, one of the posters, at least in the theater we were at, it was a big stand-up like cardboard display. Well, I pointed out that in the, uh, whenever you pointed out the poster, I pointed out in the uh, trailer, Yeah, there's there's one of the later trailers, they spoiled that, that moment. I had just forgotten about it. Well, so like after... Until it happened. Yeah, after you reminded me of that, I was like, yeah. So I went, I looked at, I started uh, looking it up online. But I found a an interview with um, the uh, the director that I think somebody did. I saw I found it on IGN, but uh, that he was basically saying, "Yeah, I was not very happy that the marketing department decided to spoil that in the trailer." Like, yeah, that was I thought that that would be a cool like turning point, and then they decided to plaster it everywhere. Yeah, it was just like eh, I see that that's a legitimate concern because mm-hmm. it was a pretty big point. Yeah, and it's like and it is ruined if you've seen the latest trailer or the. The big cardboard stand-up display for sure, and well, I think we talked about uh, a number of weeks ago about the Tomorrowland thing, like where the Brad Bird had mentioned, like the marketing department always tries to put up more than they, you know, yeah. more than the director wants, and yeah. so it's like this is another one of those instances of like, you know, I mean, you know, it. and uh, like I'll say the same thing I said, you know, I mean, well, I don't think I said this on on uh, on the air, but like, you know, especially with Tomorrowland and probably with Terminator, if I go back and look at it, you know, like they put they found the most the best parts of the movie yep and they put that in the trailer because what's what's going to get people hyped more for the movie than the best parts of the movie right you know but if those are the like the The only only. best parts then it's like well i've seen the best parts of the movie in the trailer like the rest of the movie's downhill at that point well it's like every uh every more recent like comedy i feel like like uh more recent like adam sandler kind of comedy oh yeah i mean that like, kind of it's stuff. basically like, the the you might as well just watch the watch the trailer because that has all the funny moments in it and yeah. then i mean know? i don't i don't get like super uh <laughs> critical with the <laughs> um comedies no i uh, yeah. trailers no of course because not. fun like there's, there's a difference where it's like funny is funny you know i mean i don't want to know the end of the movie but it's like I don't mind, you know, like seeing some jokes right. twice. Like, right. Oh, I saw that in the trailer. It's just not funny anymore, you know. Yeah. If it's a big shocking twist or it's like, yeah. you know, comes out of nowhere, you know, that those kind of gags, yeah. Yeah, and the emotional impact of a, of a plot point can can weigh more than a, a joke. But I do think that they turn on the same premise of like not knowing what the punchline is. Like if you look at a, a narrative, it's like, and even in this one, it's like you don't know what the they are setting things up, and yeah. then there's a payoff. Right. And so it's like you know not knowing what the payoff is in the trailer is kind of important uh, sometimes, you know, whenever you consider what's going on. But, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree that a joke, the second time you watch it, while it may not be as funny, still funny. Chris, you ready to spoil this? Yes, I am ready to spoil this. And uh, so the spoiler clock is counting down. Yes. If you care at all about spoiling this movie. Then turn us off. Then turn us off. We're going to bring out the big guns in five, four, three, two, one spoil us, Chris. Skynet is still alive. Oh my gosh! The post-credit sequence, Chris, jumping right to the end. I mean, right to the heart of the matter. Nothing else to spoil. Um, they crash a school bus. 
Uh, Everything in the past is different than what they thought. Arnold survives and is upgraded to be a T. Oh yes, uh, a T one thousand or a T two thousand or whatever it is. Three thousand, whatever. Whichever version is the uh, the the goopy the goopy liquid version of the Terminator. The goopy liquid. I don't know if they describe it like that. I feel like that's what it like. The original pitch was like for Terminator Two that had that in it was. Like, yeah. And then we have a Terminator, and he's a goopy liquid Terminator. I, I will say I didn't I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, even with his explanation earlier, like where he's like, you know, they need a processor to work. That's why they don't work. Right. And so like you didn't see I, that coming. I didn't see him coming. You know, him becoming one. Like even whenever he's thinking it, I'm like oh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> And so, like, I didn't necessarily see that happening. So I, I, I was surprised by that. There were other things I was not. That was another thing too. Like, this so predictable, but because of its own self, yeah. like it didn't have to be predictable. Right. But they made things so obvious. You know, like, you know, the setups were inst- really bad. For instance, whenever um, uh, Jason Clark's the actual name, uh, John Connor, like when after before he gets revealed as a Terminator, like yeah, you, uh, they say like three times, like, how do we know you're the real John Connor? You know they can shapeshift. Are you sure you're the real John Connor? Yeah, like, and then uh, <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. Say one more thing. And that's like those are the those are the moments where I just was like, "What? This is super weird and super obvious." And it's like so obvious. So even at the very beginning, so be- obvious. Before we hop into the uh, the time travel and we send uh, send Kyle Reese back, right? Yeah. Literally, there's a shot in as as they're walking up to the uh, up to the time uh, yeah. device yeah. where that it just holds a little bit too long on, on a guy. Guy. With a scowl on his face. Yeah, and you're like, what is up with this like, guy? Like, he should be looking hopeful, not like, I hate all the people around but, me. And so but, you immediately knew that he was a Terminator. Well, you knew that something was up. Otherwise, and it's just like, why do that? Why make it so obvious like that? I don't know. I don't know, man. And then then they had like multiple shots after that that were the same, where it was like he was in the background, but everybody was looking one direction and he's, and just, he's staring just staring at, this, at yeah. stu- John Connor. It's just like with murder in his eyes. Why are you being so obvious for no murder reason? Murder in his eyes. I understand foreshadowing. Yeah. But good foreshadowing happens like, okay, beginning of the movie, and then something happens at the end of the movie, and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Not where it's like two seconds before you're going to do something. Hey guys, Which look I guess, what we're about to do. Well, I guess like that—that's one of those things that you mentioned. Like you didn't necessarily have a problem with the direction, but I feel like that's something that I had a problem with with the direction was like that's the, not, the way they shot that scene specifically. Like it gave it away, and like the way. But most that, you of know, it wasn't wasn't like a direction. Most correct. of it was in the correct. Sc- like was this would be the screenplay, right? Most of it was the screenplay, and because most of it was dialogue so, based, yeah. and I'm sure probably <laughs> in the screenplay it probably said we see a Terminator in the background, somebody acting creepy, you know, like <laughs> that's true. That kind of stuff's in there, yeah. like in the script that this guy got. Yeah. They're like, don't look happy, look very very mean and menacing, you know, like. And yeah. so I blame yeah. most of it on. Well, like, and this then also a, like the editor, weird the, screenplay. The editor could have saved us in a little bit of that. I probably. mean, and, but if it's in the screenplay, it's in the screenplay. You, so well, you have to in every shot. You're you right. To, you have to edit to the screenplay. Like they shot it like that on purpose. Yeah. So one thing that I did want to bring up that was an amazing, like I loved this element of it, and it is kind of Michael Bay esque that we were talking about before. Like a specific example of that um, is uh, J.K. Simmons' character yes. O'Brien. <laughs> this, so like this police officer that they say. 
save his life in the past. And then they jump forward, you know, however many years into the future. And the dude is just hilarious and insane. And he just, he, uh, he acknowledges the ridiculousness of the situation. Like I love whenever he walks into, uh, to free, uh, Sarah Connor and he says, I'm, he's like, I know this is probably incredibly complicated and whatever, but I need to know what's going on. And she goes, we're saving the planet. And he goes, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like I loved, I loved his character. He like provides some really good comic relief. And that's what, and that's, that's kind of the point that I was kind of reminding me of Michael Bay, where it's like, this guy's hilarious. I love JK Simmons, you know? And, um, I love also love the fact that his character, he was just called O'Brien. Yeah. Come on, O'Brien. Yeah. He had no first name. O'Brien. Just O'Brien. What is up with you? Well, it's like, I just love that in the past, like uh, that was a big reveal. Like I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. I was surprised by that. Um, that, you know, so I was surprised by the fact that he showed up again and and that he was so ridiculous. And like that this one, you know, maybe minute and a half, five minutes at most that he spent with Reese and like that defined the rest of his life. Right. Well, even the, uh, so the the guy who played him young is just called young O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, he had no first name. No first name. <laughs> no first name. Because it, but it was, it was just I will O'Brien. say, like, as much as I loved his character, the fact that like he really, honestly, ultimately, like, didn't really have an effect on no. the the movie no. kind of just disappointed me. I I agree. Like, and and that's one of the things that I criticize it about is that I wish that they had gone a route that he played a, a bigger role. Yeah. Um and because that was one of the most compelling things in the movie. Yeah. They had to leave it in, Yeah, but it's like, he was kind of an arbitrary character and right. I almost just wish that we had they didn't have to leave it in, but like, no, but I, it, I think his, his character, um, enhanced the movie. Oh yeah. But for sure. I, I wish like, yeah, I, either like he had been able to throw, cause he, he goes, I'm going to throw him off the trail. And she says, thank you. And then he comes busting through the door. And it's like, all right, well you didn't really do anything, you know, like, yeah, I think he meant like more like, cops, I'm going to throw the cops But then they the end up getting caught again later. Anyway. They did not because they didn't follow them in the helicopters. So this was a, this was a big oh, plot hole true. that I had with that's this true. whole movie as a, as a, as an entire thing. So first, whenever we uh, jump forward into the future, they are talking about the counterterrorism unit coming to take them. Okay, well, they just said uh, homeland security. Homeland security, but they were saying they were terrorists because they were like, ah, right. oh, these two terrorists try to set off a bomb in the you know yeah. on the freeway, and but it's like if they were branded as terrorists, this there would they would have been on lockdown. Yeah, there would have been like you know it would have been ridiculous the amount of uh, police uh, interference in whatever was going on here. You know. True. And, I don't know. And uh, two helicopters having gunfights through the city, and it's like you don't follow them to where they go. I mean, it's I just, yeah, I mean, everything happens so fast. You know, it's all a blur. And everyone's, <laughs> everyone's waiting for the new operating system, Genesis, to come I mean, out. Genesis, it's, we're all connected. Yeah. Uh, like, I do like those aspects of it. I like the fact that, like, okay, well, we made it relevant to today. Yeah, and, I agree. In terms of, like, okay, this is how, like, do we really realize how close to Skynet kind of type uh, behavior we are for sure you know like everything's connected like even you know things there's like i honestly like i was starting to think about it I'm like well what what really today could be skynet i think it's facebook because you log into everything every app on my phone it's like you can log in via facebook you can it's like, log in via facebook log in via facebook log in via facebook give facebook permission to access your blah 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 and like everything even well, my contacts but, on my phone facebook but, facebook but the facebook. other thing like and facebook has the uh the uh oculus now like vr they're getting into vr um, 
but it's I also think that like Google, like I always think about Google yeah. because because they're gonna have Google cars and yeah. they're gonna be able to drive you around wherever right. you want to go. They, and, it already knows where my home is. Right. It knows where your home and your work is, and we all we use we use it to search for everything. Yeah. And so I mean it's like there's a lot that Google has too. So I mean it's just a commentary, I think, on the interconnectedness of our lives yeah. which um, I, I like and i it's think it's nice that's it's a good, always good, been kind of uh an aspect of the terminator series right where it's like be wary folks yeah don't be blind yeah for sure well and it's like we we live in a world where uh you know cyber terrorism and hacking is definitely a thing that you employ like the our government and uh, lots every government yeah. employs entire sections of uh of the the digital community yeah. to be counter hackers right to you know to build our defenses on that realm, you know? Right. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, it just, it just matters. You know? I liked how, um, so like, you know, John Connor who came back from the future into the past, which is also in the future. Um, <laughs> he came back and as he, a Terminator, as a Terminator, but he also just kind of planted himself in the middle of, uh, Cyberdyne. Yeah. And kind of built it into what it was. And I was like, that's a genius idea that if you're Skynet, you're like, okay, yeah. we're going to go back into the past and, Bring all of the the knowledge that he has from the future yeah. of that tech and can make it in the past. Well, you they know, were it's, they it's were self fulfilling prophecy. Well, they were of. skipping an entire uh, like because obviously in the future they developed this uh, the the goop yeah. guys. Yeah. Um. And he so he's skipping an entire version of Terminators uh-huh. by creating those. And that, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, whenever he talked about um, whenever he was trying to 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 kill Arnold or Arnold or whatever, he was talking to him about. He's being outdated. He's like, yeah. you're an outdated piece of technology, and I'm going to, I'm going to beat you. You never yeah. could beat me because you're outdated. Right. And so, like that idea and that that through line of him being old technology, it yeah. goes on to be a plot thing where it's like, let's skip this entire thing. Let's yeah. Skip an entire generation. And, and that's, I think that's what made like his character so endearing is the fact that he's like, you know, I'm old, but I'm not obsolete. You know, and right. Then, um, uh, Kyle Reese says that later, and it's just like, yes, like. That was uh, honestly like he, you know if I'm gonna say who was the character that you really like that to me is the star of it is Arnold Schwarzenegger oh for sure because like it's honestly yeah we're following Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor but it's like honestly like this is more I think about like this is something that um, the Terminator has been working towards since he came back and saved her as a child and right. like you see how much work he puts into it and how much care and preparation he does just like in those years that they're gone you know yeah. like well and it, he it's amazing and even whenever they're gone like he has the uh the uh, her her childhood drawings and yeah. pictures of her and like all this stuff that, that he honestly you know cares about Sarah right. Connor and it's it's interesting that I almost think that throughout this movie it's more about a movie about giving the Terminator, that version of the Terminator, a soul and mm-hmm. having him become a character mm-hmm. rather than just being an expendable thing like he was in the originals where it's like, hey, even if we kill Arnold, we're just going to bring him back again right? as another Arnold. right? And so like in this instance, you're giving him a role to play and you're giving him right. a, an emotional story where he doesn't end in the same place that he begins. And you've even given him an upgrade in technology. Right. Um, I think it's, it's interesting to look at this movie, you know, through his eyes and that's why it's so fascinating. You know, I, a lot of movies have played with the fact that like, okay, a good way to learn about humanity and to kind of analyze and break down hum- what makes humanity human is to, contrast us with 
an AI or a robot of some kind. So you right. think of um, recently uh, Ex Machina did yep. that. Um, Data on Star Trek does that. Yeah, all um, the time. Uh, talk, look either Alien or Prometheus, the the androids on there. like Descender, the comic book that we're reading. Descender, yeah. Like, so it's like those are the, like, those are interesting topics, and it's like the stand, they're always usually the standard, like in Prometheus, you know, like that's one of the standout roles is Michael Fassbender's role. Like, yeah. And it's, he is fascinating because of, you know, it's just like, okay, what are the differences? What do make us human versus a machine? You know, like, yeah. and what kinds of, it's, it's it was cool. Like one of my favorite scenes in this movie was, Whenever you see the the pictures of Sarah Connor as a child, and it's like, okay, like he, yes, he discards human emotions to some extent, but he also like this is his life. She is his life. Yeah. Um, and that's a strong thing. Maybe he's not programmed with emotions, but that's a form of an emotion. Yeah. It, it's an emotion. It's an attachment. Well, of some and even kind. like the 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 excellent thing, like I will say, as much uh, as much long winded weirdness as was in some of the screenplay elements, and as some of the weird, like the giving too much away or whatever, there were some cool moments in there too. Like whenever they were breaking into uh, Cyberdyne. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger had worked on it like mm-hmm. they in the t- past while they were time traveling or whatever yeah. while he was waiting for them to come back he worked on the contract as a construction crew. worker yeah he was a construction worker that built it and he even makes this comment he says oh so you were a construction worker while we're gone he's like yeah until I got laid off yeah <laughs> and it's like so he has this attitude where he's kind of bitter yeah. about getting laid off and right. stuff and so I mean it's just that builds so much into his character where it's like he is more than more than just a terminator more yeah. than just a programmed thing right you know which is you know i think that's what messed with kyle reese's mind you know he expected him to just be a killing machine yeah and, and he'd been running from those exact models his uh-huh. entire life and he's he's a way more complex character than he expected you know which is it was just cool like and that was honestly the the best part about the movie to me was that and and his relationship with Sarah Connor you know like Amelia Clark did an amazing job she like just she's able to hold a lot, a lot of emotion um complex emotions yeah. you know and well, uh, her reactions to all of the uh the pictures and things while in that particular scene was the was the emotional uh crux of that scene like her yeah. just her reaction to that yeah and and so you know, on those terms, it was great. I also enjoyed um, just the initial kind of concept of it, where it's like, okay, you go back. They they're sending him back, but th- everything's changed. You know, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, and even uh, we were talking about moving forward. You know, I do like the idea. Like, so they they obviously set it up for a sequel, um, and you know, where Skynet's still still there. Yeah, in a way that I thought like. I mean, obviously they had to set up for a sequel. Like, obviously there has to be a sequel here um, because we live in a Terminator. Yeah, it's Terminator. And it's like, this is a franchise that has gone and you can't just end it here. Right. You know, Um, but I did feel like that end credit scene where like it's there's oh and there's an additional we missed something yeah we didn't explode the whole thing yeah i mean it's it's kind of a cheap out you know and it's it's not kind of it is a cheap out yeah and it does feel shoehorned in like and it wasn't even that big of a reveal for the end credits thing like something you know more ominous or like you know kind of uh i mean it was just too obvious like again just like the whole movie it was too obvious um but the uh like moving forward, I do like the fact that it seems like it's gonna be more of a linear series now. Like I was saying, you know, like the initial movies, it's like okay, we're gonna rehash the same timeline over and over and over again. We just change things every single time we do it, right. and where where you know you can do that, and it kind of makes sense. Um, it just 
it's good to now like okay be like okay well, we're not gonna just rehash this timeline over and over again now in the future over right. and over again we're going to move forward and like you know they're gonna have to fight skynet in some other way yeah and so because i think there'll be some element of time travel maybe but like honestly i'd like to see some like more creative ways of like doing time travel you Agreed. Know, it'd, it'd be cool to uh to do something where it's like um do you remember did you watch men in black three Yes, I think so. Or he ends up like helping yes. himself, like, and it yep. didn't make any sense, you know, in terms of time travel. But neither does <laughs> neither did this. Yeah, ne- neither does Terminator. Or any of the Terminators. Yeah. And so, like, I would love to see some creative, cool ways where like they're fighting, and he can go back three seconds and know what he's doing, and like mm-hmm. punch him, you know, come in from behind, and then disappear again, and like yeah. that kind of stuff would be super cool, be super complex. And I don't know if they'd go that direction ever, but you know, it's it'd be really, really cool. So I have a couple questions for you, though. Okay. Um, one of them relates to the time travel thing. Yeah. I agree with all of that, that you just said, by the way. It does re- hard reboot the thing. Sounds really good. I feel like moving forward, we can kind of free ourselves from some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but question. Whenever at the end of the movie, whenever we're wrapping up and Kyle Reese goes to talk to mm-hmm. young Kyle Reese. Yeah. Why was that necessary? Because. Because that's he, what he remembered. But he's not going to. But like. Well, unless unless Cyberdyne exists and like the end of the world happens again and we send him back again, well, because what he was he's not going to remember it. Because what he was remembering wasn't um, he wasn't remembering him telling himself that. What he was remembering was him telling himself that in the mirror, and that's all he needed to have happen was that was for himself as a young child to do that in the mirror, so that whenever he came through the. Um, thing he, he could remember it interesting but like i just don't see how, like it's uh, again it's one of those I mean, time things time that doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense, sense. like yeah. in these movies but like that's the relationship that they're making there I, like, I see because because whenever she said draw you know here's a line take it you know yes because you remember that that then they had to go and t- t- explain right the other thing right um which is, is a very kind of a uh cheap out if it's not a right. cheap out it's an inexpensive out right um at the end of the movie there. But I did think like, uh, that was odd. Like where he's not going to be like, if they truly did beat the machines, he's not going to grow up and send himself back in time in order to actually encounter any of this. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, my my thing is like, we could poke time based holes in this all day. So like, cool. That one doesn't trip me up. (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah. Like if if gonna, I'm gonna let some yeah. none of them, like if the other ones aren't gonna trip me up, that one's not going but Chris, to. That was the straw that broke the camel's back at the <laughs> end. That was one too many. Yeah, no. I mean, um, then the uh, last thing that I wanted to ask you about okay, so you're Cyberdyne, you are John uh-huh. Connor, and uh-huh. you are building yeah. uh, this evil empire. Yeah, why then do you build the time travel uh, device uh-huh. that in? inevitably actually blows you up. Yeah. Why do you build something that can destroy you? Because I don't think in his mind he saw it as something that could destroy him. In his mind he saw it as a tool, another tool that he could use to, you know, further um, the the interests of Skynet. So like, what would you do? Go back in time again? Well, and then, like, say, like, yeah, destroy so, say, everybody? Say, I mean, he's, he's obviously like, he's running into Sarah Connor and all that kind of stuff. And so like, he's experiencing problems. It'd be, it'd be 
prudent to have a way to travel through time. Like you're already fooling yeah. with the time stream. I guess they talked about at the very beginning that this was their last resort. This was their one way of surviving. And so that whenever they beat them, mm-hmm. because they went back in time, yeah. they weren't beaten. But know? because, you know, think about like, okay, so his goal is to get to where Skynet takes over everything and where they were, you know, like at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Okay. And so like part of that was the fact that they could travel through time. Yeah. So, and part of that was these robots that could uh, mold into anything. And part of that was, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And so, like, he has this, okay, this is what we should get to, so I'm just going to work on them all. You know, like, and I don't think he saw it as a threat. That makes know? a lot more sense. Um now that yeah, because you, the only I, I reason that out. the only reason I think you know that it exploded was because they were inside it. Now that's the other thing; it exploded very, very large. Like it was a very, very large explosion. But they also had all they had to do was hit those explosions that were all around the rest of the room. I guess that's true because they just didn't have a detonator that would actually light right. those up. So, yeah, that makes sense. So they just had cool. to. I mean, there just had to be a spark, and then the whole place goes up. Cool. Um, Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> something else I was yeah. Something else I was thinking of was you know like we were talking about how John Connor was. Um, the Terminator and all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. I do like that better than in Terminator Salvation, spoilers for Terminator Salvation, where the main character that you're following through the whole movie ends up being a Terminator. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the way, that was, that just felt like a cheap shot, and you're like, well, who even cares anymore now? Like, yeah. I don't care about this guy. And uh, so, like, Yeah, because you're like, does it even better. matter? Yeah, you it, know? Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. forget this guy. Yeah. Um. You know, so I liked it better than that. I don't know how I feel about it moving forward. You know, it's yeah. just kind of weird, but I don't know. Like, I have mixed feelings. Like, I like it kind of sometimes, and then it's other times so I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I don't really want John Connor to be a bad guy, but. Yeah, and. Yeah. And, and dead. Well, both it, those. Yeah, but I guess they haven't had they it haven't, yet. Yeah, he, isn't, he doesn't <laughs> exist yet, Chris. And that version of John Connor will never exist right. if they defeat right. the Genesis. Right, that's true. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, like, assuming that's all the time stuff again, you know. I know, Chris. Um, this is super. Every, the, uh, how can you discuss Terminator and not discuss time travel? I mean, we're not discussing it. We're just saying that there's holes and it's not, it's not, uh, it's that's just, right. It's just not productive to just figure out where all the holes are. Right. Um, um, or try to explain it. Something I did enjoy um, whenever the bad guy, Alex, the, uh, the, AI that yeah. he had created was aging. Yeah. Um, I liked how the projection would also age um, and then eventually became and and, and mm-hmm. did exactly what I kind of assumed was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and reveal itself to be the person that had killed, quote unquote, John yeah. Connor. I don't so. think it needed that, but yeah. It's it's another symptom of like the, everything's connected, but it's like, you know, if you were this big AI. Yeah. You would kind of take yourself off the grid. The thing, like the things that like got um, ex- unanswered, you know, like who really sent that? Uh, t- Good point. The the Terminator back, like yeah. Arnold. Um, who knows? Like, and they didn't answer that. And I think that like, that's a cool like idea that we could explore in the next movie. I agree. I liked how they explained, you know, uh, his, the what, why he looked old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a super simple explanation, but it was like, okay, makes sense. I no, buy it. It made total sense. Yeah. Um, because none of the other Terminators lived long enough for you to actually see it. Exactly. Um, there's the, like some in a future world or alternate universe, there's probably a retirement home for the Terminators. The Terminators. And they're all just like playing checkers and stuff. Yeah. Shuffleboard. Um, yeah. Really super powered shuffleboard. Yeah. Probably. Um, I did love like whenever we were in 
that original like we saw basically terminator one scenes uh mm-hmm. but they were updated and like they, you know yeah. but they did a really good job of making them the same and making them kind of look uh look yeah. like we remember yeah it was cool i like i liked seeing yeah, the out the 80s it was cool like yeah. seeing that um and but i did like the fact that they brought it back like to the present day you for know? sure um, for sure that was good i also uh you know i really liked uh I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of the the visual nods and the uh, and the nods to the originals. I I do think that thinking about another movie that is uh, not like that is a sequel to other things like the Jurassic World. Comparing some of the nods that Jurassic yeah. World had to the original, I liked the way they handled a lot more of that um, than in this one. But this one did have a decent number of nods to the original. Yeah, you know, I just think that this one suffers from that whole plot idea of being way more complex uh, than the original. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, or complicated than the original. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Chris, you ready to rate this thing? I'm ready to rate it. All right, man. Hit me with your rating. I'm going to give this a 6.5. Nice. Nice. What are you thinking? I'm thinking a 5.5 leaning up to a 6. Yeah. Um, it's like it's in that range. Like I always think, and just to explain kind of the the rubric, I always think anything above a 5 is something that I am you know glad I saw. Anything below a 5 is something that I either skipped to the end of or stopped watching. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's for me, it's like, I think, you know, like six and above is like, okay, I will watch this. Yeah. It take like five. It's like, I have to be really like, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be like, like, but I'm not going to enjoy I'm it. super shaky on yeah. this. And then anything below five is just garbage. Yeah. That's why I say like leaning up to a six, it probably is a six, but it's like, I'm hard pressed to give it a six yeah. in that mind. You yeah. Know, just because again, you went in and with low expectation or, yeah. or disappointed. I, I was went in this with me a two. I went in with like mediocre expectations and I was disappointed. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I think it's just that experience yeah. too. So cool. Well, that's it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed our review of Terminator Genesis. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com, yeah. uh, at ChrisWright250 on Twitter. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. I think next week we're going to try Like I'm going to do my best to finish Arkham Knight and review this game. I'm excited, man. Um, and uh, then you can play it. Yeah, I'm excited to play it, man. <laughs> so we've got posters. I did want to mention this. If oh, you yeah. guys have a topic that you guys want to talk about, uh, just make sure you tweet at us. Other people, like I said, we we had that segment earlier, tweet at us. Yeah. But if you uh, want a poster, make yeah. sure you hashtag it. Yeah. Stay on topic. Yep. And uh, and yeah, you can get a you can get a poster. I and, sent some out this week. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah, is there anything else you want to plug? The unboxing video for uh, the unboxing video, which. I didn't do yet. Okay. Uh, so I got I to gotta edit that this weekend. That will probably go up sometime this week. Yeah, yeah. The problem was I ran it. I started playing the game and <laughs> didn't stop. We should have left it in the box, Chris. I told you. I haven't done anything since I started playing that game. Sucks you in, man. It does, man. Uh, so, being the Batman, it's addicting. Now you know why Bruce Wayne has such a problem. Yeah, it'll go up. And then I think next week we're going to try to do an unboxing video of your, uh, your Ant-Man Vinyl, uh, what is this? This is the, the Marvel Collector Core. Yeah, uh, it's the Funko Pop <laughs> box. Like, so it's a subscription box for the for the uh, the Marvel movies. I have one. It had the uh, Hulkbuster pop in it uh, yeah. last time, and this time it's themed around Ant Man movie, What's which comes out uh, soon. I don't know. I, I, that's what I wonder. Like, they're supposed to come out every other month, and so. I mean, we don't have another Marvel movie coming out for a little while. That's here, true. So uh, maybe it's going to be one of the Netflix series. I don't know, like uh, mm, something like I that. I see that. I mean, that, or maybe even Agents of Shield. Uh, mm. Whenever that returns in the mm-hmm. fall, that's very possible. So. Like, um, like just seeing the stuff that was in the first box is like, man. Okay, whenever I, whenever they have like a, 
um, a, a box that's themed around something that I really, really like, like I'm going to get War. one. Yeah, like I thought I'll probably get one for you know if they do one for for Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Or say they were gonna do one for Thor. Yeah. Um man, I'll get a you know, like the main like the ones that I really like. I ain't man, I just don't know if I like it yet. You know, yeah. I may love it. Well it was one of those things like it was this it's the second month. I really enjoyed the first month and yeah. not just for the uh for the things that I knew kind of that were in it, like the yeah. vinyl f- figures, but like there was a t shirt, there were some buttons and patches, it was just some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and so like it's you know, it's it, it was worth it to me to to see what's in the second box. Yeah. Um and see how they uh how they deliver. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I think that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.